It's extra podcasting time. I'm Jonathan Isaacson, and this is the Just Another Jerk podcast. I've already got another episode um, scheduled to come out to the three of you who are listening out there, but I wanted to record a shorter episode and update you on the situation with the coronavirus here in Japan. A lot has happened since Monday, the 23rd, when I recorded that other episode. So today it is Thursday, the 26th of March, 2020, and uh, yeah, let's talk about what's new. There still hasn't been a huge uptick in the number of cases here in Japan this week, but there definitely has been an increase that has caused people to sit up and take notice. Well, at least some people. So let's see where to start. Um... Let's start with the K-1 event. Now, K-1, for those of you not up to date on your international mixed martial arts organizations, um, K-1 is a mixed martial arts sanctioning body that is popular in Japan. Uh, It's kind of more um, karate, kickboxing kind of martial arts. Um, And, I mean, incidentally, boxing is actually still quite popular in Japan. I mean, who knew, right? Not surprisingly, most Japanese boxers who are belt holders are in the lightweight categories, bantamweight, flyweight, things like that. Not a lot of heavyweight boxers in Japan. But uh, yeah, K1. So this was, I guess it was actually on Sunday the 22nd, so before I recorded that last episode, but it hadn't really made much news until I think about Tuesday, or maybe it was Monday night after I recorded. And... There was a K-1 event at the Saitama Super Arena in Saitama City, just a little bit northwest of Tokyo proper, still well within the greater Tokyo area. Now, Saitama City is not far from where I used to live, incidentally, and uh, the Tour de France, the the bike race, organizers every year hold an exhibition race in Saitama City. I think it's in the fall, after the, the regular season, the cycling season's finished. It's called the Saitama Criterium. It's just an exhibition race. It's not really a race um yeah they have the riders go through the saitama super arena i mean it's really gimmicky but the people show up they enjoy it and the top riders in the world they get a trip to japan so you know hey why not anyway sunday and this is against the wishes of the governor of saitama the governor of saitama said that they would prefer that these events not happen however the organizers of the k1 event went ahead with the event anyway, and something like 6,500 fans attended. Apparently, the fans were all given masks, and there were lots of hand sanitizers, loud cheering was prohibited, so what, no yelling, I guess, was the idea, keep the spittle from flying too far. So, yeah, that happened. No social distancing, obviously, there. And, of course... People were out for Hanami, the cherry blossom viewing that is incredibly famous in Japan. Places like Ueno Park, one of Tokyo's best-known places for Hanami, they had put up ropes and things trying to prevent people from spreading out their picnic blankets, having the parties and whatnot. The park was still open, and so, of course, the ropes and things didn't really work from what I've seen in the news. People were still out. Some people were still out with their 
we call them leisure se- leisure sheets in Japanese. So the blue tarps that you might see in pictures sometimes from Japan. Yeah, people were still out doing their thing. And even if they weren't having picnics and parties in the park, they were still crowding into the park just to walk through. So again, no social distancing. And watching the news this morning, my wife's comment was, there will be cherry blossoms again next year. This is not like it's some once-in-a-lifetime event. And yeah, that's very true. Cherry blossoms, while it's a short thing, they come every year. My comment was pretty much every single person in Japan has photos of last year's cherry blossoms. You know, they've got, they, everyone takes pictures of the cherry blossoms. And they haven't looked at them since, well, last year probably those pictures. And there are photos from the year before that and one before that and so on. Ad infinitum. Just look at all those pictures and pretend they're from this year. No one will know. Unless they look at the EXIF data. Just put up those old pictures say, look, cherry blossoms. Same as last year. Same as this year. They're the same. So, not surprisingly, Tokyo now has the largest number of confirmed cases in Japan measured by prefectures. So, prefectures are equivalent of states or provinces. Up until now, it had been Hokkaido, the northernmost island pretty much since the start of the outbreak, um, that had had... Hokkaido, for some reason, had the largest number of cases, but Hokkaido seems to have seen, well, not a cessation of new cases. There's still new cases, but there at least seems to be a slowdown in the number of new cases showing up every day. So that's kind of good, I guess. Uh, Tokyo, on the other hand, has seen a mini spike in the number of cases. Surprise, surprise. Yesterday, Tokyo saw 41 confirmed cases, new new confirmed cases, I should say, which, yes, compared to the number of cases being confirmed in southern Europe, parts of the U.S., yeah, 41 seems pretty small, but with what Japan has been seeing, that's a big jump in one day. I think before yesterday, Tokyo only had 160 confirmed cases, so, you know, that's another 25, a 25% increase in one day. Okay, that's going to that's gonna catch some people's attention at least. And this has led uh, Koike Yuriko, the governor of Tokyo, to strongly urge all Tokyo residents to stay indoors this coming weekend. And for everyone who can work, to, uh, can work from home to do so. We still haven't seen any orders, any, what is it, uh, shelter in place, I think is the term I keep seeing from the U.S. We still haven't seen any orders, still just urgent requests. But if the cherry blossom viewing and the K1 are any indication, people aren't going to listen to our request. So I'm guessing that in another week or so, things will probably be looking worse here in Japan with regards to the virus. And that brings us to the elephant in the room. Oh, hi, elephant. How did you fit in here? That's kind of a small space for you. What's the elephant? Of course, I'm talking about the Olympics. Tokyo 2020 has become Tokyo 2021. Well, at least that's what the agreement between the IOC and Japan. It, well, okay. I should okay, I get let me rephrase that. The agreement between IOC and Japan says that the Olympics will now take place no later than summer 2021. Now, obviously, this is a no-brainer. 
there was no way that the Olympics were going to be able to go ahead as planned, regardless of what Thomas Bach, the president of the IOC, was saying. I've seen a lot of people, and I do mean a lot of people, making the connection between Japan's low confirmed infections, and the number of infections, and the Olympics. And then once the Olympics were officially postponed, suddenly Tokyo saw its biggest one-day jump in, in confirmed cases. And while that might be true, that there is a connection, at this point it's only conjecture. As I've said before, I'm willing to listen to evidence of malfeasance, covering up numbers, things like that. But I'm also willing to listen to evidence that is just pure coincidence. I don't know what the real story is. All I know is that Japan isn't Italy or Spain yet. We still got time. We may get there. I hope we don't, but we might get there. I have friends who are nurses. I really hope that this doesn't go the way that it's gone in Southern Europe. Because I haven't seen any evidence of hospitals being overrun by a huge spike in the number of cases. Japan has enough doctors and nurses that somebody, somewhere, would have said something about it, even if it were being, you know, some sort of weird government covering up for the Olympics thing. I don't know. Like I say, I, I don't tend to run in conspiracy theories. I don't broker those sorts of things. I'm not saying that it's def definitely wrong. Yes, there could be a connection. I just haven't seen any definite uh, proof. And, you know, making the, that leap is a bit of a post hoc ergo propter hoc sort of thing. There might be a connection, but I haven't seen evidence yet. Um, if you're writing that in a paper, I would tell you, you need evidence. Show me the proof. Um, if you show me the proof, I'll listen. That's fine. Please show me the proof. I'm, I'm happy to listen to it. I also don't think, I mean, if, if you think the government's too incompetent to do anything else, why are they competent at covering things up? That's another issue, but whatever. Um, so yeah, Olympics. No Olympics till maybe 2021, though that seems like that also might be a bit premature, uh, given the time frame necessary for a vaccine to be ready for prime time, as it were. So, yeah, well, and while the IOC would definitely dragged its feet on canceling this, I guess that, that's actually another thing I think is worth pointing out, because uh, I've seen a lot of people, you know, talking about it. Japan certainly had input on the cancel, well, okay, not cancellation, on the postponement of the Olympics. Ultimately, the decision came down to Bach and the IOC. A lot of people have been blaming, have been blaming the Japanese prime minister, Abe Shinzo, but the IOC ultimately could have pulled the trigger on cancellation, postponement, whenever they wanted to. So again, Japan certainly somewhat culpable in, the, in this, this dragging on. Ultimately, the IOC was the one that made the decision and should have made it earlier. But anyway, yeah, so the IOC, they did drag their feet on postponement. Given the amount of money and the logistical hurdles that now need to be rescheduled, I understand why. This isn't to say that I agree with the delay in making the decision. I, they, I absolutely should have made the decision earlier. But I understand why they wanted, didn't want to postpone it or like wait as long as they could before they had to postpone it. So, and this is something, just, the word postponement, completely unrelated, probably inappropriate, ti inappropriately timed side note here, Indian English, as in the country in South Asia. Indian English has a great word, prepone. Now, prepone 
it means to move something forward on a schedule to an earlier time. So you have an, a, a meeting scheduled for tomorrow, but today's open. Let's prepone the meeting and move it forward. Makes perfect sense, right? Indian English has a lot of awesome words like that. But yeah, completely off topic. Back to the issue at hand. At hand, not ham. The issue at hand. So the Olympics. The Olympics are a multi-billion dollar industry. That's billion with a B. Big, big capital B. NBC, the U.S. broadcaster, apparently sold $1.25 billion worth of advertising for TV. That's a lot of money. That's the kind of money that will make people do really dumb things. Like wait as long as absolutely possible to make a decision to either postpone or cancel the event. So again, I don't agree with the dis- with the with the, the the feet dragging. They should have done it earlier. I understand why people were dragging their feet on this. And then there's the venues. So all the the stadiums and other venues. A lot of them are already booked for events after the Olympics. So now. All of those contracts need to be renegotiated. Obviously, the Olympics get precedence at Olympic venues, but that concert or that national swim meet or whatever, well, those now need to be rescheduled or they got to find new venues or whatever. And what about the athletes? Right? They train so that they peak at the right time. Can they work out can they work it out so their training gets them back to their best at the right time for whenever the Olympics are going to be. I mean, it says the, the, the agreement now says it, sometime by next summer at the latest. That means it, in theory, could be an October Olympics or a November Olympics, which would actually be better weather-wise for Tokyo than doing them in August in Tokyo. Because trust me, you don't want to be in August and you don't want to be in Tokyo in August. It's not a pleasant time to be there weather-wise. October is a much better time weather-wise for things like running a marathon, which is why they had planned to run the marathon in Sapporo. Like that was that's a whole other issue, but yeah, look that up sometime. the uh, The whole issue around the the marathon and the race, the fifty k race walk, those are both moved up to Sapporo. But yeah, how do the athletes get themselves back at peak condition? How do they peak at the right time? You know, what about the older athletes who are shooting for one last games, right? They have one last Olympic games. Do they have another year in their bodies? You know, these athletes who are, you know, in their late 30s or some of them even in their early 40s. Can they push themselves one more year, two more years to make one more Olympic run, right? And what if you have a young phenom who comes along and proves themselves to be better than the people who've already qualified for the 2020 games, what do you do then? So there are all kinds of questions. And the Olympic Village is another interesting problem. Have you ever thought about what happens to what are essentially apartments after the Games? I mean, they're used for a couple months. I mean, don't forget about the Paralympics, which I have been doing this whole time, so I'm sorry to the Paralympics. And so you have these apartments that are used for a couple months and incidentally have a lot of sex ha- happens in them, which... You know, it makes sense. Best athletes in the world, incredibly well-maintained, sculpted bodies. The majority of them are in their 20s, early 30s. I mean, come on. 
and every year there's all every Olympic cycle there's always that story about the number of condoms that get used in the Olympic Village or whatever. But uh, yeah, sorry, weird side note there. Um, so yeah, you got these essentially new nice apartments that have been used just a couple months of use use what what happens to those well in tokyo they are being sold as condominiums as a similar thing happened to the olympic village in sapporo after the 1972 winter games although those became a apartment block i think managed by the city i want to say no i don't know exactly who they're managed by but yeah you can live in the sapporo olympic village which is kind of cool you ask me but yeah with tokyo the tokyo olympics the plan was and obviously still is to sell these harbor adjacent like they're right on tokyo bay they're adjacent to the to the bay sell these condo units so imagine hey you could buy a house where two olympic athletes smashed awesome so thing is some of those units have already been sold i don't know how many but yeah, some people already had plans to move in after the summer games were all done. What do those people do now? And I'm sure there are a lot of other things that are that are going to be huge headaches. You know, things that I don't even know about and only the people in charge of the scheduling and all the other moving parts of the Olympics, things that they know about. I think it was a few weeks ago or a week. I have no idea how long ago it was because things are moving so fast right now with all this. But anyway, a little while ago, before the decision was made for postponement, um, there was a Canadian member of the Olympic Committee, the International Olympic Committee, uh, Dick Pound. And he said that he thought that cancellation was more likely than postponement because there are so many moving parts that now have to be figured out all over again. So, yeah. Everything's a mess, but that kind of seems the way of the world right now. Oh, no, another thing. This back up, not, not the Olympics, which is back to Japan, and it's dealing with the, the virus. One more thing I forgot to mention, that Japan has now started to see celebrity coronavirus cases. So maybe that will also help wake some people up to the threat of this coronavirus. Uh, Shimura Ken, who's a well-known Japanese comedian, He's apparently in the hospital being treated for the virus. I don't know what the severity of his case is, but he is 70 years old, so he's not young. He's in that age group that's more susceptible to, to serious problems and complications due to the virus. I hope he'll be okay. Obviously, I wish him the best, but hopefully his illness will kind of shock some people into starting to take this thing a little more seriously than we've seen so far with the general public. So, I mean, no more Hanami. No more of these K-1 events. Let's just stop it. Knock it off. No more going out and doing these big events. Try to... Let, let's stop spreading this thing. All right. Well, that's the news from Japan right now. So, I'm in it there. You can find the Twitter for this podcast at Just Another Cast. You can email... Uh, questions, comments, suggestions to just another jerk podcast at gmail.com. And on that note, I'm about stay safe, stay away from people unless you have to be near them, have a beer on Skype with your friends, do your best to stay healthy. 
Isaacson out.